Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mindful Money Manager podcast. I'm Sarah Ayadanza. Today, I want to dive into some listener questions that were sent in to me. Many of my peers do not work with a financial advisor, and thus we have questions that are hard to answer. Or we want to know how to invest our 401k, but we just don't know. Sure, we can Google pretty much anything, but are those answers directing us in our best interest? AI is great and all, but it doesn't know me or my personality. So the following are my opinionated answers to the questions I received. I hope you find it informative. What is the best platform to use for investing? It depends on what your goals are. Ask yourself what you're trying to achieve. There are a lot of self-directed platforms out there now, but the human connection and guidance is lost. You're left to your own devices, and more often than not, mistakes will be made. If you want a more formal plan and someone to monitor and make changes throughout the course of your life, then finding an advisor that you trust and value is important. Advisors are so much more than stock pickers. Think of me as a stock doc. I listen to your problems, come up with a solution, and then we monitor the health of your portfolio. What is a good plan of attack for investing? Set it and forget it. Don't overthink it and don't get into the FOMO mentality. Understand the difference between investing and trading. Your friends who, quote unquote, made a ton on that one obscure stock, unquote, won't be as happy as you will be in the long term. And that's what investing is all about, really, sustainable growth. The market is not always going to be up. You want a portfolio that will withstand ups and downs and is recession-proof. That's a key word on everyone's mind this year. You're most likely not the next Warren Buffett, sorry, so to spend your free time researching stocks and putting your money where the CNBC guys and girls are putting their money is like comparing apples and oranges. They have a vast portfolio and what they talk about are for mostly entertainment purposes. Don't take what precious money you have to begin with and start trading. Instead, enjoy your free time doing what you enjoy doing and pay an advisor to do their job. The fact of the matter is, if you're making 15 to 20% returns, then the advisory fee you're paying is worth it and you'll work with them for almost your whole life. And for most, an advisor's job goes beyond just investing. This advisor will be with you through job changes, marriage, kids, big life events, and it helps to have someone who understands the market to help you navigate all of this. Another piece of advice I have is that anyone who enjoys or thinks they enjoy investing will try to give you the next greatest idea. Don't buy into hype, don't buy into fads, Stay away from investment FOMO. Future you will thank you for it. Know that you have a plan and your friend doesn't and you'll sleep well at night. It may be cliche, but slow and steady wins the race. Look at this scenario. Your neighbor's daughter's best friend's son works for a hedge fund and is telling you about this company that's going to be big. Is that a reliable source? Not in my opinion. And it sounds silly, but I have seen this happen many times. What advice would you give for picking an IPO or a company based on current news or market actions and decisions in hopes that you guessed right and can make money? Or do you not advise this strategy? I think this is dangerous territory. And if you go to a platform and do this, I can almost bet you'll regret it. I can ask my two-year-old to pick stocks from a list and she has a 50-50 shot at picking winners. However, stocks aren't just about winners and losers. It's about mindfully picking companies that have longevity. I'm not a trader. I'm a goals-based advisor. All of the new IPOs in the world might be great, and they may be in business for a long time, but do they fit into your goals right now? These are the questions you have to ask yourself. 
What is your response to someone who says they don't have the time to invest? Then I say you're the ideal candidate to speak with someone like me. The fact is, most people don't have the time. No financial advisor that I know of is hiring another advisor to manage their money, which means our clients aren't also advisors. They're contractors, marketing executives, teachers, and they lead their own busy lives. An advisor comes in with more than just investment ideas. It's all about the relationship, knowing and understanding the client, and making their money work for them for the long haul. The goal is to have your money outlive you while also being able to retire eventually and enjoy it. What type of person needs a financial advisor? Anyone, really. I work with families, business owners, individuals. Anyone can benefit from working with an advisor who really becomes a trusted member of their circle. My clients call me asking questions about buying a car, buying a home, how to invest their 401k. Money is in most aspects of our lives, so it's important to preserve that. And our goals can't always be achieved through robo-investing. Human interaction is important. Having meetings when the market is not doing well and having reviews to make sure we're on track to reach our goals. I have a retirement account, but I'm nervous to invest my own personal money into stocks. I look at it as gambling. What is your response? I'd ask that person what the difference is in their mind. I think it comes down to control. Most people put money into their 401k or 403b and it comes out of their paycheck, out of sight, out of mind. There's not too much control. But an investment account, you have the discretion on what to buy. And to someone who isn't trained in the markets, that can feel overwhelming. My advice is to consult someone who's trained in the discipline or give up the discretion completely. If you have extra income each month that you can add to an investment account, I think that's the best thing you can do in your 20s and 30s. You can build a sizable account by the time you're 40 or 50. Most people do invest without realizing it in their 401k. This utilizes a strategy of dollar cost averaging since we put money in from each paycheck and it gets invested automatically. Maybe we look once or twice a year, but otherwise we don't obsess over it too much. Yet an investment account we do. Maybe it's because we have more control, but our after-tax dollars aren't really more precious than our pre-tax dollars. What does an investor need to know about taxes and capital gains from investing? No one ever seems to talk about that, just the money they make off the stock market. I'd say this is a very important component of financial planning, but it's not up to the client to be an expert on their taxes unless they do it themselves. If you invest, then you're likely sitting down with your advisor two or three times a year to go over your portfolio, and you're most likely talking about taxes as well. Buying and selling can incur capital gains or losses, and it requires thought and mindfulness to work this into a plan. I think people don't discuss this because they don't understand it and it's not really sexy. The worst way to invest is to Google what to invest in. For goodness sakes, there's an ETF now that invests in companies that Jim Cramer doesn't like, called the Inverse Cramer Tracker. The IRS tax code is very complex, and it should really be left to a CPA to guide you. Your advisor is there for guidance as well and should understand the basics, but they're not as versed as a CPA to give real tax advice. How much would someone need to invest to get started? It doesn't take a lot to make a lot. If you took $5,000 and invested it over the course of 10 years in, let's say, Apple stock, and had the discipline to add $500 a month, then your $65,000 investment will have grown to $344,000. That's a cumulative return of 1,211%. 
There's much research that shows the average investor who stays put through thick and thin does considerably better than an investor who buys and sells with emotion and tries to time the market. One of my favorite sayings is, it's not about timing the market, but time spent in the market. I'm going to repeat that. It's not about timing the market, but time spent in the market. What should someone who is nervous about the risk of investing consider? Is it worth looking into bonds instead? I think first, it's important to understand what affects stocks and bonds. Bonds have inherent risks as well, including interest rate, prepayment, and credit risk. A company can go into default and not be able to pay their debt. Stocks have market risk. A nervous investor should understand what a healthy portfolio looks like. There are ways to minimize overall risk, and that's something an advisor who has experience and tools available to them can help with. Most people are nervous about investing because they don't understand it. I've spoken to people who've lived through the dot-com bubble, the 0809 financial crisis, and now this post-COVID era, which is just another blip in history. They sail through not paying too much attention to the news and the CNBC squawks, and they understand that the markets have always been resilient. Do clients treat you differently because you're a woman? Did you have to deal with adversity? I'd really say my biggest hurdle wasn't gender, but age. When people are 30 to 40 years your senior, they wonder what a 20-something-year-old can bring to the table. I sat in on every meeting, and I took the time to learn. In this field, you can learn new things every day. I took the time to get certified as a financial planner. I think some women have an advantage in this field because we are good listeners, empathetic, and we recognize the struggle of balancing family and work. I think there's a definite demographic of people out there who probably feel more comfortable and seek working with a financial advisor. But all in all, I really didn't deal with too much adversity, I would say. As always, feel free to send in questions if you have any, and I hope you found this episode informative. Thanks.